Chagin Er Shabbos. Parshas Vezois Ha'Bracha. We're heading from Yom Kippur into Sukkot. The Gura tells us that these days are actually a micro, a mini Yom Tov. It's three days where you know Shloshim Yom Kedem Achag, but there's so many Chagim to, to start learning about. We don't really get a chance to you know put in the whole Sukkot preparation. Dafyemi did Sukkot recently. Anyway, we talk about the Akedas uh, Yitzchak in almost every slicha. In Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we're always talking about Akedas Yitzchak. And we blow a shofar in Rosh Hashanah to remind us of Akedas Yitzchak. The first question is, how do we remember Akedas Yitzchak? We pull out a shofar at the last thing, at the last part of Ne'ilah. Our final call is Akedas Yitzchak. One of the, one of the reasons we blow a shofar, blow a shofar. What does the horn have to do with Akedas Yitzchak again? Ah. After Avinu shechted his son, according to some of he actually shechted him. It was Tchias Amesim. He went ahead and he brought a carbon tasha and he found an aisle, aisle and he brought, gave that tasha. Okay, that's kind of tiny compared to what just happened right before that horn. So why do we focus on the horn? We should we should I don't know wave knives around or uh, build him as back, you know? Why is that the way we remember? Okay, this is Chok. Nachum Obai Rochali when Rachel Mavaka Abanel, Rachel turns to the Rabbanu Shalom and she says, I gave over my husband, my future, my Elamazar, my Elamabah, Yaakov, Avinu, Kaisrol, to my sister, just so that she wouldn't be embarrassed. And I wasn't jealous afterwards. Okay. Yep, yeah, wh- wh- why does she throw in that? Oh, so I wasn't jealous afterwards. That's tiny compared to the, the act of Rachel Imenu. Right, Mama Rachel cried, we don't say, and she was, wasn't jealous. But that was a quick act was giving over the codes. The answer is relatively simple. Rabbi Avram Chavroni tells us like this. For someone to be inspired by Yom Kippur, to be excited by a sukkah, to do tshuva or Rosh Hashanah, the Sarasmei tshuva, if you have half an Hashanah, you'll get swept up in it. The question is, what are you going to do the day after Yom Kippur? What are you going to do the day after sukkah? What's that going to look like? Are you going to take that inspiration and stand with it? Are you going to carry it along with you? Or are you going to, you're going to enjoy the splash? Enjoy the enlightenment? Enjoy the inspiration? And... Okay, back to where I was, you know, right before. Can't let that happen. The var about Yaakov, about, about Akedis Yitzchak, was that after Avramavinu did this huge, huge Nisayan, he brought a carbon to Hashem. He kept going higher. In fact, some of them say that the 10th Nisayan was actually Ephraim. Ephraim's not the craziest Nisayan, you know? Okay, so I got tried, tried overcharging him for a cave. Yes. It's annoying, right? No Jew wants to get ripped off. But, compared to the 9th Nisayan, I mean, like, how is, how is Ephraim the grand finale? You know why? Because even after Amravinu finished that huge, momentous Nisayan, he didn't stop. He held on to that greatness. And you think, you know, he would go into retirement afterwards, but no. He was still up for another Nisayan. Rachel Imenu, yeah, she gave up everything. And that was really the big thing. But afterwards, her, the real godless, what she was pointing out to Hashem was that when it was all over, I didn't get jealous. I wasn't jealous after it was over. I held on to the inspiration. Mi Bahar Hashem. Who's going to go up onto the mountain? Who's going to climb? Who's going to make an aliyah during the Shesh Mechuvah, during Elul, during Sukkot, during Yom Toivim? 
culture, that's the real Gavos. Who's gonna stand up there? Who's gonna stay there? There were two boys in Yeshiva who were the Batlonim. You know, they have nine hours to learn in Yeshiva and they pulled in a solid 20 minutes in between coffee breaks and bathroom breaks and talking about coffee breaks. So, uh, one year, one of these friends, it's called Yaakov, Yaakov and David, Yaakov starts steiging. Just in the middle, he comes back sukkas and he's learning. David's watching and he's kind of bugging out because, you know, this is his shmooze buddy. Anyway, after a few months, he looks over at Yaakov and he realizes that he's, he's the top guy in yeshiva. Something happened. So he went over to him and he said, you have to tell me, what did you do? What changed? He says, I'll tell you. He says, Rosh Hashanah, I walked in and I felt terrible. Because I actually started thinking, and I realized that I'm almost wasting my years. I'm wasting like the best years of my life. I'm sitting in yeshiva. All I have to do is obey this Hashem. I got nothing else on my plate. And I'm, I'm just, I'm filling up my plate with garbage. So I decided I was going to daven for it. And starting Rosh Hashanah, I davened. I should be successful in learning. And he said, this is all that I daven for. He says, you don't understand. Hundreds of times, from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, every single tefillah was just success in learning. I had other things in my mind also. I mentioned them also. But basically, I was just badgering Hashem to be successful in learning. No matter what I learned, Gaal Yisrael was talking about learning. Hashivenu Avinu, everything was Tyra. The kids are the day after him, Kipper. I wake up. I'm like, look, I just daven like my heart out for this. I have to at least, you know, sit down to learn. You don't have to try it. And so I sat down, first day Ben Esmanim, and I enjoyed it. So like, I'm not, you, you know me, I'm not the type of guy to sit and learn Ben Esmanim, but I pulled in a solid half hour, and I was learning. Okay. And he said, I spent my bane as man and pulling in these little half hours here and there whenever I had time. I opened up a safer. And he said, I came back to Shiva after Sukkot. And I was just excited that I didn't waste a month of my life. I, I actually learned over bane as manim. And that excited me. And I started learning. And when I sat down, just things started making sense. And I was enjoying it. And instead of looking at the clock every 10 seconds, I looked at the clock once. And I was at the end of Seder. And I had to leave. He said, my life changed. Daven for something strong. Um, pick one thing that you really need and just pound at it. It feels to be answered. But make sure that the day after Yom Kippur, the real God is the thing that got him out. Was that he actually did something. He was Yoakum Mkayim Kadshai. If the day after Yom Kippur, he would have went right back to whatever he was doing before, his regular Batala, all those feelings could have been nothing. And we all be zeicher. To have all our answers, our tefillahs answered Litoiva. And we see Mishiach said, came to him here via Menu, be able to watch the Kayan Gadol doing the Avoida, the Fnaiva, the Fnim. Mishiach to be able to hear the Shema Mafarash. Kidiel Baruch Shem Kwaid Nachus say together in Azar. Oh